Hello, welcome to episode nine of the Redo with John Yang and Margot Sito. Today we'll be talking about、uh, rebranding as writers, probably more Margot than John.、Uh, housing stuff for John, adulting, and Margot's trip to Detroit, and then some other fun stuff at the end. Yeah, this is a pretty big episode because、um, I'm working from the confines of my own house,、oh、my <laughs> which we'll get to.、Um, I've come far in about a year. Yes, you know, I was recording in a closet, and now I'm in a house. That is your tagline. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we get there, let's talk about your writer rebranding. Oh, and what that means. Sure. Okay. Well, I mean, the rebranding is it's a, you know it's a culmination of factors, and I, I guess it's a, almost a perfect storm for rebranding because I think as you know when it comes to writing, whether you're doing fiction or nonfiction, I think the generally agreed upon principle is like it has to be honest from some you know some way, shape, or form. It has to be honest, and、um, you know previously. My big flow subjects or whatever were like, oh, I love music, I love food, oh, I travel a lot, so I'm going to do a lot of travel writing, and I'm still into like, food travel, whatnot. But、um, one thing that I have, you know, been growing up with my entire life, and what's been a lot more prevalent in my life since moving back home a couple of years ago, is the issue of hoarding, hoarding and cluttering, and、um, you know, it's something that I hadn't thought about writing about before, because you know, it, it's like a really deep-seated shame. Like my few friends who come from hoarding families as well, though I argue no one's as bad as my family. <laughs>、uh, they totally understand. It's like a deep. It starts in childhood. It's like, oh, I can never have friends over. No one can ever see our house. Like you don't even want to open the door for like a package that comes to your house because everything is just like a visual abomination slash fire hazard, right? So there's many bad consequences、um, that come from somebody seeing your house, but also living in one, of course. So I think that's becoming. So I realize like. You know, in my mental struggle, which is probably not that hard, but in trying to get back on the workhorse,、uh, I haven't worked for well, at least a year,、uh, more, more, more. <laughs> well, so here's the、yeah. thing. You know, before when you're like, I'm going through a rebrand, I was trying to think about what your previous brand was,、mm-hmm. and I think your previous brand was, you know,、uh, from Wellesley to Woofing was that sort of your brand? Yes,、um, it was, it like was. food and travel.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, and so when you said, "Well, I'm rebranding," I'm like, "What could it be? Like, what if it's terrible?" But <laughs> I was so I was so pleasantly surprised when you told me it's like you know food, travel, and hoarding. Like automatically, <laughs> it's like, "Ooh, hoarding!" Like this hasn't this is an area that I've never read that much about. <laughs> your your house is、me. so clean, John. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a hoarder, you know,、mm-hmm. and it's it's I think I think people sort of take hoarding as like I mean, obviously people see the show and people just make fun of hoarders.、Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also I mean, for you, there's a lot of I mean. There's a lot of family stuff, and there's a lot of probably like immigrant stuff. There's just it ties into everything that you could want.、Uh, yeah, absolutely.、Right? Every issue possible is tied into hoarding. It, absolutely, it's,、yeah. it's it's in the fabric of like you know if you grow if you grow up like that, like who you are.、Um, so it's fascinating, and you know there's a lot to read about. So even if it's not from like a clinical psychology perspective, because it is a pro- is <laughs> a psychological problem、uh, issue. It really you can write a lot of anecdotes、uh, about how it affects you as a child of hoarding.、Um, you know how you, you know as an adult you're trying to rid yourself of habits and just you know just to let it's what cheesy but true. It's just like let other people know like you're not alone. Like this is how I can deal with it. This is how you can deal with it. 
in different ways. And it can be really funny, too. This is what I'm hoping as well, because it's like so ridiculous. that. <laughs> yeah, give me let's let's start from the top. Give me, you know, give, give everybody a little tease of exactly what hoarding is in your life. You know, it's something mm. that your family does. Like, what is it? Like, what are you guys hoarding? Like, this is something I don't really understand right. because I've only seen it from the television. So give me a little history. Give me <laughs> yes, a little well, I think my friend, Just a tease. one of my friends who's a journalist, too, he said he told me that the person who created Hoarders is like Filipino American. Mm-hmm. I haven't verified this, but I was like, that makes total sense. So I think it is stereotypically linked to like immigrants slash, um, you know, any group of people who have gone through a hard time. So like, you know, when we were younger, if you had any grandparents or great grandparents who lived through the depression, like regardless of their, you know, immigrant status, they probably were hoarders as well. Um, so right. it is, it does. And I guess the thing that's crazy about it and it's like a lot of um values it's like like some immigrant values even if you are say i'm third generation um chinese american like certain things get passed down through the generations so that you don't realize are maybe like old values from you know old world or you know from hard times but hoarding is one of them so even though like i grew up middle class like you know had pretty much had everything that i needed my parents would still and the thing is like each person has their own things that they tend to hoard so it's just like Mm. everything but you know they still have the mentality of like oh especially my mom i'd say she'd say oh like okay just the other day she held up you know those little silicone packets that you have in like crackers just to keep the stacks dry yeah she held it up and then she asked me oh, do you think I should get a bag and we should save these? I was like, no, mom, throw it away, you're hoarding. And like, it is a very, it's a literally like a physically small item. But imagine that with everything. Like to be like, oh, are you, let's save this shirt because what if you're in a play one day and you want <laughs> to use this? Yeah, so what what is being hoarded, I guess? Okay. Uh, just everything because, I mean, there's the difference between collecting and hoarding, right? Collecting is things that are valuable, hoarding are things that are not. Like what's the difference? I think so, yeah. So, um, they, so when I was in college, I was an intern for the Mental Health Association of San Francisco and it so happens to be specifically a conference coordinator position and it was for the Hoarding and Cluttering Conference, which... I think used to be an annual thing in the city, which is so funny. I was like, mm. this is ironic. And so my parents actually went for a couple of years. Um, oh. So it is like a psychological problem. But okay, so it's like newspapers, books, um, even like non-perishable food, clothing. You just can't throw anything away. And we're not the kind of hoarder. We don't have like dead animals in our house. You know, we don't have pets. Right. <laughs> or like we don't have rotting. You don't have trash. Yeah, we don't have rotting garbage. Um in our house, but it's just like tons and tons of crap. Just like, like I said, books, magazines, newspapers, um, financial documents, like just clothing, f- letters, and um, we just don't throw anything away. So some of the stuff is arguably easy to get rid of. Like, okay, this is newspaper from like a year. You can get rid of that. Although if you do it in front of my mom, she will be like, wait, what if there's an article we need for later? Like there's this recipe or like this is about someone we know, so let's keep it. So it's a very, um, you get very attached to things that don't make sense to other people. Like it's an irrational right. like attachment to things. So like I, when I tried a couple of years ago when I, when I moved home, uh, between Hawaii and Australia, I tried to clean up a, a lot of the kitchen and like I was getting rid of a lot of expired foods and spices. And I understand that you can keep a lot of those things past the save date. It's just like a legal thing. It was, I was throwing away things that I thought were, you know, like three to five years old. And my dad got so mad at me. He's like, it's still good. Like you can still 
eat it, like blah blah blah. So that was like each. No, so that's for my dad. That's more of his 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 issue, his his attachment. I think. Do they think hoarding is like a bad thing, or they're just like this is how I am? They know that they have a problem. Okay, but they're okay with it because they've been to the conferences. Right. It's more. It's. It, I guess it's harder when. Maybe isn't in general when you're trying to be self-improve. Like if you're so aware and like you try to educate yourself about X, Y, Z. Logically, you know what you have to do, but there's that emotional component and that component of actually starting it and doing it um, mm-hmm. that can be really paralyzing. Like it's because it's such a daunting task. You're like you can very quickly cycle through. Like okay, I'm gonna do this. Oh my god, this is hard. No one's helping me. It's just gonna mess you again. What's the point? I'm just not gonna do anything. <sighs> Sink into like depression or whatever. Um, so yeah, it is quite complicated, and yeah, it's ongoing. And you know, to some extent, I know that parents can't change. And you know, I have I grew up with this, so it took me like several years as an adult living away from home to try to purge myself of these habits. And I still have some. And especially coming back home, it, you know, I think it's come back. My, my room is really terrible. What are you hoarding now? Uh, it's mostly, it's a lot of stuff from my past. Uh, so it's like okay. a lot of boxes of old school stuff, probably clothes that don't fit me anymore. Uh, just a mm-hmm. lot of, I have like a lot of clothing and just mm-hmm. probably just knickknacks and crap from my travels that a lot of probably can be get gotten rid of. But at the time I have a sentimental attachment or I'm like, oh, I'll do it later. Like, oh, I have all these ticket stubs and all of these you know, paper documents that are so cool because they're in a foreign language from this time I lived here or traveled here. Uh, I'll sort it out later. And then it just goes into a bag, right? Out of sight, out of mind. So it's- what, what do you think of the idea of sort of like taking photos of them and then tossing it? Yes, I have been doing that since college, I think. Photos is good. But it's not the same. And I remember talking to my cousins about this too. Like, how do we clean our parents' mess? Like, part of it on our own, like, take a photo of it and then toss it. <laughs> then let it go. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, it- talk forever about this it is like but i yeah. figured like it's probably important to write about it i'm sure my parents would be really upset if they knew that i was going to do this but it's well that's it's fine. like the shame yeah. shame like save face but i think it's important it's i don't think it's exploitative i think it's necessary and if you're going to pick a writing lane this is a great one because <laughs> i don't know any other people covering this arena at least at least our age um, maybe or who aren't psychologists i'd say yeah sure sure um, that's exciting. I'm excited. I for hope so. I know John's. So what is, what is your first step? But what is your first step toward this? You're going to what? You have to put it on record so we know. Okay. So, well, I've been updating the website that John created for me a year and a half ago mm-hmm. when we were in Taiwan. Sure. <laughs> Let's not put that in. Oh, let's not put that in. Okay. <laughs> well, part of that, I was like, John, I got to get in my blogs. And then John said, blogs are out. <laughs> Blogs are dead. Blogs like, are dead. What? Take it from me. Should I even try? I'm an old, old, old woman in a young man's game. So he said, okay, create a Medium account and you write thought pieces, which is totally fine because I feel like yeah. I do want to produce pieces that originally I was going to say put on a blog, but could very well be tight enough to be like, you know, serialized, like, oh, in a magazine, quote unquote yeah. magazine. I think frequency is out now, to be honest. You know, frequencies of blog, like you want fresh stuff is out. You want pieces that will get shared and that you can like pitch to some sort of online Right, that have some kind of staying power, right? It's not like, oh, this yeah. flash in the pan subject, right? Exactly. Oh, that's perfect. Because three or four good ep- articles will take you to the top. Right. Whereas before, it took like hundreds of blog posts, but no one does that anymore. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you say that, and this goes to rebranding, so you, but at the same time, it's still it's still standard to keep a blog, but not put pour so much time into it. It's like just to let people know that you're still producing XYZ pieces of media, or what say you? Okay, so my take on it is this. <laughs> like now, news. if you're a writer, you have to have a newsletter. That's like everyone has a newsletter. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that's sort of where you throw your informal sort of things or maybe some links or maybe some updates. Your blog nowadays generally is just sort of like, here's my next event. Here's my next thing. You know, rarely, sometimes they still skew into like to the diary journal format of blogs. Mm-hmm. But because blogs do take a lot of time and nobody's actually reading yeah, blogs as much so anymore. Much I mean, I do, <laughs> but nobody's reading blogs anymore. But it's like you're better off taking your time to make like four good pieces that you can like send to like buzzfeed or some crap like that mm-hmm, you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh like people want some polished pieces and then if you really want medium is sort of where the new blog is like people are on medium as a built-in audience um your own personal site is useful for like a portfolio and maybe a blog but unless it already has like a specific resource like people come to that you know like my friend uh she does like you know taiwan stuff so people come to her site for taiwan stuff and she runs she used to run a very prolific blog mm-hmm. But nowadays, she doesn't do that anymore either because she's got the guides up there. It's now just her writing portfolio. Mm. So in your case, I mean, sure, it's nice to have a blog, but I wouldn't pour too much, you know, too much, too much, too much effort into it because uh, the blog is just a blog. It's it's, it's you go newsletters, medium or articles. Articles where in? I mean, you got to write the articles and then try to get them somewhere. Right, right. <laughs> uh, that's that's the free that's the freelancer part. You tell me. I oh, don't know. I know. Well, I, I know. Um, I was. I've been in my part of what's part of productive procrastination and updating the website is like going into Google Hole of like all my old writing. And I was like, whoa, I really wrote a lot. And of course, some of yeah. it I'm like, this is terrible. And some of it I'm like, hey, this is pretty yeah. good. But it's just like no need to link it. No need to link it. Um, <laughs> link just f- just five to ten of your best things, and that's it. Oops, I went overboard. So I mean, that's like. I had yeah, to stop. We'll I just have that. to stop. But I keep I'm we'll just curious yeah. about each one. I'm like, oh, but what if this one's good? I don't remember. I don't remember it's writing fine. this. Um, so yeah, so I mean, John said, I have a Medium account now. So my next steps, I need to pound out. Yeah, I was thinking at least three, three decent essays, uh, at, at least yeah. one about hoarding. And I don't know if I should, for my first posts, also tr- focus on my other subjects, right? Like blah, 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 travel food. That sounds so boring. No, but- let's just focus. I think we should focus on hoarding. Right. Uh, just in the next month, just write one article about hoarding. We'll see where that goes. Mm, mm-hmm. Online live, well, recorded live advice from John Yang, who I call my- That's right. I call, that's I call right. you my peer mentor, right? I think that's what was the word. Oh, that's fantastic. Term. I, 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 nobody's called me. You know what's funny is this year, 2017, I'm trying to give no advice. What? <laughs> But I, what I find is that I give a, I give a lot of I know right, but I I tend to give a lot of advice. Sort of, um, I'm trying to give no advice. Why? Why is that? Not that I say it's hard. Well, because like, what what do I know really? You know, I mean, a that's lot. different, right? If someone's like, how do you how do you set up a website? I can give you advice on how to do that. Right. But just in general in life, I think I tend to just sort of like spout off a lot of opinions about things. Like, oh, you should do it like this. You should do it like that. But really, what I what do I know? I think you know a lot, but um, I think that's just how people are. So. If it's sincere, I, so. I mean, okay, what made you say I'm not going to do it? Did someone take your advice and it was bad or like what happened? No, I think I hang up one of my friends and she's like, you're so bossy. I'm <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> oh, so sensitive, John. So, so it probably crosses the line. So I'm like, okay, yeah. So I'm just trying not to give, you know, like love advice, relationship advice, you know, uh, any advice really. Interesting. But in terms of writing, you know, I think it's different because we're exchanging career tips. That's not advice so much as just sort of expertise. Mm, right. Because right. you actually It's do. not advice when it's something I actually know right right well advice is just like bullshit right <laughs> but it's always easier to give other people advice than yourself right well right. i don't think you're bossy but it's, you know different personalities uh, take i've never we, okay we don't hang out enough <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do we do you're like let's do this i'm like okay that's like me and all, all my friends <laughs> i love actually, it maybe all my friends are bossy that's <laughs> oh see there we go <laughs> it works out um 
But I feel like I don't, okay, put it this way. I don't feel as if you've ever like made me do something that I didn't want to do, you know, whatever part of life advice it is. Well, here's the thing. I think what we should do is transform our relationship into that though. Um, we need to make sure to do shit because we're, we're, that's another thing we need to talk about, right? We need to, you're rebranding. I need to start writing. We need, we should push each other. Right. I don't make you do anything because there's no deadlines. Like, I know. When you want a podcast. Also, John- oh, cool. Like six weeks, a month, like whatever. Because <laughs> John is you know. too nice to me, I think. <laughs> I feel like, but because, yeah, there's no reason. You're not my boss, right? You're not like, right, if right. you don't do this, you're not getting paid. <laughs> exactly. There's no motive here. Wait, so what, I, okay, so my rebranding, but you for writing more, like, are you trying to focus on something new now? Or I know you had your relationship book or like what's, uh, I mean, do you want to talk yeah, about that? That's, that's on hold. Um, okay. you know, I have a proposal done. I think I just need to write something for this year. It's already September. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take this month to write an outline for this book. I just need to start writing something. Um, it doesn't matter. Like I started blogging yesterday. I made a guide to type pay. Oh, cool. And like, I, it's like, I forgot how to type. Uh, <laughs> now that fantasy football is back in my life, it's like I'm typing like almost every day for blogging. But you mean like, uh, so yeah, I just need, I just need to crank it out. I just need to get some words out. Yes. Then this is, this um, is what, like, I know the, the slants of our podcast partially is like, oh, we're long distance. Like, where are you now? Where are you now? But I do right. say if we lived in the same city, I feel like we would write a lot more. <laughs> We would pretend to write, or, or yeah, at least yes. pretend to, right? Like, let's bring our laptops and just not <laughs> use them. Yeah, for two people without like jobs or much of a social life. I mean, you have a social life, but I don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't have a lot of time doing productive things. <laughs> another right? talent. Another talent. Another That's talent. not good to have. Yeah. Procrastination. That'll, that'll be part of our third rebrand when we're successful. <laughs> like how doing nothing gets you to here. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, well, welcome to the new rebrand. We hope to have some stuff for Margot in a few short weeks. Hopefully, yes. Let's be accountable. <laughs> Did you want to talk about your grown-up adulting house stuff, John? This is monumental for a nomad. Yeah, I, you know, I feel like this could be like a really big topic. But um, the, the news is this. Um, I've been remodeling a house. <laughs> Uh, from maybe April until now. And I moved in about two weeks ago. So I'm in my wow. new home. Um, I'm in a home. Uh, you must have questions. Uh, I have oh, lots tons. of answers. I've learned a lot about sort of remodeling. Uh, my mom has taken the bulk of it uh, for good and for bad. We've argued about a lot of things. But ultimately, I've ended up with a house that I am comfortable in and that reflects my personality. Mm. Um, and it's strange to, you know, we're both pretty nomadic. I haven't really had a place for me to like decorate or live in since maybe right mm. after college. And so, like, I find myself, you know, one, I want to make a big recommendation for Sweet Home, which has been my go-to website to buy literally huh. everything. My sheets, my bed, my pillows, my fans, what's, you know, what's everything. What's the uh, angle of that site? Is just cool? Or what is it? Uh, no, Sweet Home just, it's, it's like a, it's a consumer report, but very detailed, oh. and it just gives you, like, the best of mm. everything. This is the best fan. This is the best pot. This is the best whatever. And, you know, I had budgeted out how, to, like, to outfit a house is mm. not cheap, obviously. I'm from the ground mm-hmm. up, Right. Um, and I'm not all the way there, but you know, I've dropped like 15 grand outfitting this. Oh home. my God. But it's a long-term investment, and, right? Well, I'm never moving. Here's, <laughs> here's what I've learned. I'm never moving. I don't care. I don't care if something happens to me, but this is my house wow. forever. Um, I don't want to leave it. Uh, there's a lot of talk about resale value of like bathtubs. You should do this. You should do that. I don't care about that. I don't want to live under the tyranny of like a next homeowner. Um, so the background is that, you know, I'm too old to live with my mother and now I'm in this house and it'll be with mine for a long time, hopefully. But like you said, you are kind of a hoarder. I can also be kind of a hoarder in a way, but since I'm starting from the ground up and I own nothing before except the toaster, 
Everything I bring to my house, I'm thinking of the idea of like, this will be here forever. <laughs> you know, like that's why I'm, I'm not buying the best of everything, but I'm buying like the best of everything. I you see. You know what I'm saying? Like, do I buy like the $20 toaster or the $100 toaster? I'm going to get the $100 toaster because this toaster will be my life for like right, 30 $100 years. toaster is still very works. good. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's great. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could get the $200 toaster, which George you can and always get have, the more. But I don't Where I don't does this that. end? There's always a better one. There's always a more expensive one. There is. But there's, I mean, there's also like a value third point. You know, like my, I spent a lot of money on flatware. Oh, right. You, what, your, wow, your chubby yeah. spreaders, right? Where are they from again? Crate and Barrel? Oh, no, no. That's Crate and Barrel. I bought some like real nice flatware. <laughs> like real nice. Oh, like, I don't even want to tell you how much they were because Is it nice. like wedding registry level? Do you know? <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. I'm like, I just had a wedding registry for myself that I paid for That's myself. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish I had gotten married just for this case, you know. But I'm in this house alone. It's two, three bedrooms. I've been here for two weeks. And it's it's an experience. That is amazing. Because, yeah, I was in the same for, uh, for me as a nomad, the place where I settled the longest, it was an apartment that was already furnished. So I've actually never have really... Decorated. No, I've never had that chance to... And it's right. weird. I was seeing some of my my really old friends yesterday and pretty much all of them are settled now they all like have their own houses which is great so it's funny to hear right. them talk about like furniture stuff house stuff i'm like this is fascinating it's so oh. novel to me and i have no idea what you're talking about i feel like it's a foreign language because right there are certain websites or brands that are you know oh my god nothing i love more than furniture <laughs> so but right instead now, of being like, instead of being like oh god that just reminds me of being old and settled i'm like hmm i wish i could talk about this yeah. right now but <laughs> not so i, I don't know is, is that becoming boring not necessarily there's a lot of cool stuff out there but like so what is your I, oh sorry go ahead, oh, go ahead. Well, no, you, so please. what are you finding did you know what your taste was going to be before you started purchasing items or is it evolving now like what is your home decor taste um, here's the thing. I, I, I have a pretty clear taste of the kind of the things I like, but I had to sort of fight my mother's taste oh, because God. technically speaking, my mother, she did pay for the remodel. Mm. She's like, this is one of her old houses. I, it's not like I contributed that much monetarily to this home. I'm paying for it, but not like in the past. So she kind of got a lot of final say on stuff, but it's kind of like she can set it up how she wants, but I'm going to put stuff in it. I'm responsible for things that go in it. And it's like, I know what I like. I like colors. I like stuff. You know, like I kind of knew what I like. But until I looked and there's a price range issue, um, but for the most part, like here's my goal was like remodel the house, remodel the house. And like as soon as it's ready, like I was already collecting stuff for, like a month or two months beforehand, <laughs> just buying stuff online, collecting it at like George's house. And oh, like garage. a secret. So like literally <laughs> I moved in in two days because everything was just like boom, already. bed, boom, boom. Like I got, I was buying, I was buying like oven mitts before I bought like a bed <laughs> because I was like ready. And you don't even cook, John, um, or that... I don't even... Okay, yeah, so let's talk about that. <laughs> the two biggest areas that cost money are the bathroom and the oh, kitchen. Oh, man, yes. The kitchen costs a shitload of money. Every, all the appliances, uh, I wanted white... My, my dream is to have a white kitchen, white shelves, a lot of work, all this stuff. People are like, it's going to get dirty, it's going to get greasy. I don't cook. <laughs> You but know, do you hang out uh, in the, the kitchen? kitchen costs a lot. so much money. Do you hang out in the kitchen? No, I don't. No, I don't do anything in the kitchen. <laughs> so um, you don't drink coffee? Not really? I mean, I do stuff in there. Like I wash dishes and I will learn how to cook. I bought really nice cookware. I bought some stainless steel cookware. I bought some ironclad like, stuff. I bought some steel. I don't know. I just bought all this stuff. Like basically 
I would say half my budget went to kitchen stuff, and I don't do anything in the kitchen except maybe my. I mean, are things. you looking at these pots? Are they on display, like a museum piece, or there's in your cabinets? Right. So <laughs> my house is my kitchen right now is for display. I have like one item on the shelves. I have a. I have a. My proudest thing is this like rice cooker from Muji. Oh my god! I think I saw that. What you saw? Yeah, oh. but that's just for show. I have a real rice cooker in my cabinet. Wait, so why do you? I just have shit. I have a toaster for show, and I have a toaster for like. Use. Wait, you have two. <laughs> Yeah. I, why? Like, everything's because everything's for show. I got a backup of everything because, like, I what I found is like I'm super. I'm a Virgo. I'm already OCD, but like I do care about aesthetic, and I don't want to be one of those people who like you are too much. Like, oh, this is my house. This is my personality, right? Like that's sometimes like you know, like you have a bachelor party, and people are like I got to put on this poster of like Biggie to show that I'm down with hip hop, whatever, right? There's like too much uh, sort of like decorating for your personality. Hmm, but isn't that what uh, it's supposed? To? I don't know. In what theory, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, and so I was going to swing, my initial idea was I'm going to swing adult, of course, mid-century modern, like nice things, blah, blah, blah. But I quickly found myself going the other way. And now my house looks like a giant kid's playpen and all the colors are, it's basically mint, teal, and pink. Oh, I love it. Have you, you been doing it. any of it yourself? or I've done you- it all. Yeah, I've done, I've, everything's done. Like as far as moving in and decorating, I'm 90% there. There's no oh art on the walls, goodness. but everything else is done. Okay, but you do you, you plan to get art on the walls or just see how you feel? Yeah, I have posters hanging out from when I was like 21 that I loved. So I still have. Yeah, can you so yeah, can gonna, you do posters at this age or do you have to frame them? They'll be like, framed onto. Okay, it'll be art. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so my design aesthetic was I just wanted to create a gray box and just put colorful things inside, and I've achieved it. Oh wow! Um, put, yeah, putting your mind to you're doing it, yay! But you're not I'll done you yet, right? Oh, uh, I, I mean, wait. to be honest, I'm done because I'm broke. Uh, I had a budget. <laughs> I exceeded it. And I'm done. Like, you know, I, I can live in it. I've been here for two weeks. Um, and I, I'm kind of done. For now. Know? or I could save money. Like, I want to go travel. I can't get, wait to get the fuck out of here. Mm. So it's like I could spend another couple grand traveling or I can spend another couple grand on, like, something in the house that will look nice. But what am I going to do with it? You know? True. I think it, it sounds like you spent a lot of time now with your house. I think John he needs needs to travel. Yeah, I need to get out. Um, but my house has these features. So anybody who wants to come visit or house sit or just come, um, I have a cafe. Uh, <laughs> it's like a kitchen. I have a gallery for art. I have an office. I have a playroom for the children where there's no furniture, just a wide open expanse of ground. Uh, and I, have a, I have a karaoke room, which doubles oh, as my movie room. Oh, nice. Uh, Do you have a, pro- so like a projector? I don't have a projector yet because it costs way too expensive, but I will have a projector soon in my living room. But I have a television. Mm. So I turned my master bedroom. This is the most controversial move I made. I turned my master bedroom into a karaoke room slash movie room <laughs> because I don't want to, I don't sleep in a master bedroom. I don't hang wait. out in there. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, you said karaoke room slash what room? Movie room. Movie room. Okay. Yeah. So is it, is there a bed in there or is it a big couch? No, it's just a couch. It's a big orange couch with a fluffy carpet. I'll take you on a tour later. So is it controversial because it's upstairs? Is that- it's controversial. Well, it's one floor in my house. It's controversial because oh. my mother's like, this is really bad feng shui. Oh. And she couldn't understand why I would want to turn a master bedroom into a, just like a, like a sitting room. <laughs> but I wanted to have blackout curtains so that, you know, to be honest, half the time I like sleeping in front of the television. I don't sleep in my bed half the time. So I'm like, this is where I sleep in front of the television. This is it. Because of the white so, noise? Uh, I, I, I don't know. That's just my habit. I don't. I, here's the other thing. I have this house I'm living in alone. I don't like living alone. <laughs> John, you so, don't do many things by yourself. This is I know. So please, co- I mean, I don't even want to tell you to come visit because you already came to San Diego, but anybody listening, <laughs> just come visit because <laughs> I hate being alone. Out there. Dang. Well, I have to visit at some point to see your new digs. Yeah. One day. One day. So uh, the point is, you know, with... With remodeling, it takes a long time. It's taken four or five months, much longer than we thought. It costs a lot more than we thought. 
my mom made some poor decisions as far as hiring and um oh, you like know contractors you mean don't hire chinese man uh, oh my god i was just gonna corners. oh my god i was just gonna say this and I, we i'm chinese i can say this and I, i've been recently thinking about this because yeah. i guess because like i checked i checked the mail at our house and like you know we're always getting little postcards about right. houses on sale in our neighborhood and like value and blah 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 and like as i'm as i've been minorly cleaning Oh, the hoarding thing. I had to make a path for the plumber the other day. So that was a few hours of very sweaty, angry labor. But um, in looking at a lot of the stuff, I'm just like, oh my God, we had the crappiest contractor. And of course, my parents hired him initially because he was cheaper. Exactly. And then here's a double-edged sword with hiring Chinese, hiring Chinese. You think that you're in because it's like, okay, your parents, are just, they're speaking the same language to each other. You think it's like, okay, we have a special relationship. No, no. fuck you over hard. It is the opposite. Yeah, yeah because you are kin, sort of, they're like, screw this shit. I'm not doing this by the book at all. So it's super cheap. Yeah. Like, it's just the shoddiest thing ever. There's, like, all these embarrassingly bad things in our house, like certain doors that don't close all the way. Yeah. It's the shit that's falling off. Once off. once you move in, you know, it's like everything can look nice. But then once you move in, you're like, this door's weird. That closet's weird. Yeah, you know, it's the, not functional. The, How are and you some of it is cultural. It's not like the contract that my da- my mom initially hired. He's, like, Chinese. He's from China. And the part of it is just he just, the way he learned how to build things, and he obviously didn't, like... He's not official here, so he builds it how he builds it. But like, you cock the bathroom, you have to cock <laughs> it all the way to the ground. But he just did half because like, oh, this is fine; it won't leak. It's not <laughs> not up to a particular standard, right? And yeah, he's cheaper, but he's not that cheap. And also, my mom did get ripped off on certain points because like she didn't know necessarily like, oh, this is how much it costs, that much how it costs. Like for her, it's just sort of like she's like, I went to my friend's house; they used this contractor, and he looked good, so we used him. And it's like that's not how I necessarily do things, mm-hmm. you know? Because we have Yelp, we have some other stuff. But even then, it's like if I hire a plumber. I don't know if how much it is. I don't know that much about plumbing, obviously, right? There's uh-huh. a lot of room for them to just fuck you over. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's and certain things that car stuff, plumbing, plumbers, yes. I feel like are notorious for right. jacking up the prices. So certain <laughs> things you just pay for. So with the contracting, it's like, yeah, you know, uh, suddenly the bathroom like looks a little bit weird or this is a little bit, just everything can be a little bit weird. And everybody, of course, wants to like get more bang for their buck and like mm-hmm. find more value, whatever it is. My general suggestion is like just hire not the best, but hire the reputable, and not to like sort of slander my own people. But yeah, don't <laughs> don't use them, you know. Uh, oh, I agree. Who's coming? Two of us speaking from experience, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> oh man, unless you're like a shady landlord and you just don't care, then. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, if you are living in the house, you want good stuff in there you want your windows to be nice you want things to work out you know you want paint it's you know it's like even we hired painters who were very good but they charged my mom double what she sh- they, she sh- probably should have and they use sort of like cheap white paint which we found out quickly do you know what i'm saying Damn. like stuff like that they'll yeah. cut corners where they can and mm-hmm. it's what they do uh it's not anybody's necessarily fault but you've got to be vigilant um yeah. so yeah. but yeah i mean mainly i just really applaud the people who build their custom home or remodel a home or just really anything it's so much work I did, you know, really like 20% of it. I, my mom did most of it. But even then, it's just a lot of sort of watching things and going to Home Deep. You know, like lots of little tasks. Mm-hmm. And I can't yeah. imagine doing this more than once. No, I mean, some people live for it. Like that's their... I know. They're like, that's how they get their rocks off. It's like they don't mind that, you know, this can be an ongoing project for months or even years. Right. Uh, or it's just part of their life. And I think, yeah, as two nomads, you're like, why would you spend so much right. time on one place or one thing? But right, with age, I guess you're starting to understand it a little bit. 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, I do feel like when I say like, "Oh, I'm in town," or I'm in San Diego because I'm remodeling a house, my steam goes up as like a human being. Like suddenly, esteem. It seem, yeah, like it seems like I'm responsible because I now have a home. But little do people know, it's nothing to do with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Fake it till you make it. You're making it, John. Yeah, I made it. Yeah, come visit. I made it. <laughs> yes, teal, pink, and uh, mint. Right? Okay. Yeah, mint is in. Mint is super in. Mint is always in in my book. It is always in. So my tables are mint. I'll take you on a tour later. Um, please come visit people. But yeah, so I'm living in a house, and I'm sure more house talk will come up. Um, Excellent. Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to fight my HOA board, so that'll be exciting. I don't know what that is. That's a whole different story. It's like, you know, my HOA, my homeowners association. Oh, see, how com- stuff that I don't know. <laughs> like HOA. Yeah, that? I mean, they complain about some, some you know, remodeling stuff we did on the outside. I live in an area of all sort of old seniors who are like arguably 70 to 80 years old. And one of my neighbors has nothing to do except like call us out and stuff on HOA issues. Oh, so I have God, to go yes. tomorrow and represent. Oh, John. <laughs> Little do they know uh, how much time I have to fight them back. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> Is your mom going with you or just you? No, she's gone. It's just me. Yeah. Ooh, fending for yourself. Okay, good yeah. luck. I, I think you'll be fine. Be like, you guys have nothing better to do. Then like oh, call man. out my window color. Anyway. <laughs> that uh, is a huge part of being a home slash condo owner is that like, the owner's association is crazy. Yeah, it's they, full they of really like are. crazy old people who have like nothing else to do. It's all about home values. Yeah. That's like what, are you bringing about. down the value of the neighborhood, right? Because this, this shit that you're choosing is ugly or yeah. they think it's ugly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, sorry, my house actually looks better than yours, but that's cool. Oh, burn. You're the um, new lifeblood of your HOA. I, I feel know, like right? if the, if the, your neighbors are all that old, They're that means old. that a lot of the houses will be on sale within I'm the next. I'm the youngest person by at least thirty years. Wow, dude, there's yeah. gonna be a turnover of your neighborhood. So you are. Let's hope so. I'm I'm just waiting. I'm just crossing my fingers. I know it sounds bad, but it's true. You know? No, it's true. true. Yeah, They're gonna, houses are going to go on sale between now and the next like what five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. I'm, tr- I'm trying to get people to move in. Let's go. Uh, let's yeah, let's. The block. Ha- yeah, okay. <laughs> get a job, buy a house in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have a, a writer's neighborhood. Yeah. I know it's funny when people ask me, okay, so they, they know I haven't been working, so they ask, like, what else can we talk about for Margo? And they're always saying, oh, what's your next travel? Because, it, I mean, I still try to travel. So my answer a few weeks ago was, I'm going to Detroit. And everyone's reaction was like, oh, because I think they're expecting me to say, like, I'm going to Russia or I'm going to Antarctica or something. And uh, I think whenever I name a domestic destination, they're not as excited. But I understand it is well okay so it was extra exciting for me because i had never been i had never been there before and the reason why i was going is because uh, my boyfriend's from uh, the suburbs of detroit and so he goes back he's from gross point got it okay so the movie gross point blank that's did you do any research beforehand we tried to watch the movie as research but you didn't like it Oh, we fell asleep in the uh, first like five ten minutes. It's a we rented movie. we rented it too. Really? Okay, I just couldn't buy John Cusack as an assassin. <laughs> I guess well, that's part of the charm. Okay. But I was like, for real. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's great. The soundtrack's good. The movie's good. I lo- yeah, I used to love it. But go ahead, go ahead. Gross okay, point. no, but it has a decent rating, and I I do like John Cusack, so I feel as if I should give it another chance. But um, I've got to pay another four bucks for it. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. So that was that. And then I figured, okay, I'm going to get the locals tour anyway. So what research do I need to do? (laughs) He's never never seen it? No, he hasn't either. He didn't either. So we tried to watch it at the same time. And there were a couple of scenes in the beginning where he's like, oh, yeah, that's that. That's that. But really, it's just, you know, it's like Pleasantville. It's a nice 
suburb. So my boyfriend goes back、uh, around Labor Day every year because there's a jazz festival, and the big thing about this is that I think one of the Carhartt descendants.、Um, It、loves jazz, and so it's free. So it's like the largest free jazz festival I think in the world. It's been going on for I think thirty eight years. So that's really amazing. It's just like a cool way, especially for a city that's seen, seen some really hard times. But like you know, jazz is really important to Detroit.、Um, a lot of music is. So that's really cool selling points for visiting Detroit is during Jazz Fest. It's free, and of course, if you want to pay for passes to like, sit front row center. Whatever you can, but it's like、um, the seats that I saw and sometimes sat in for the general public are really decent as well. So I can't, yeah, I'm like this. That's so cool, and I think it's probably going to be free forever.、Um, hopefully, if things don't totally go to shit. So there was that, and、um, so I went. His parents got us passes. I think that's the first time they got the actual passes, which is super nice of them. They're so great. They're just the nicest. Like really generous people,、um, progressive, like open-minded, really kind, kind people.、Um, so I can see like where my boyfriend gets a lot of his traits from, like directly from his parents. So it's like、mm. very ideal. You're like, oh, I see why you're like this. <laughs> and you got hoarding. Congrats. And I got hoarding. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. But、um, so so see, so saw Kamasi Washington from he's from L.A. That's like their outfits were cool too. They're kind of like. Retro slash futuristic Black Panther style, like、mm-hmm. that was interesting.、Um, saw Wayne Shorter on the sex doing some experimental stuff.、Uh, John Schofield, and then surprisingly for me, Sean Jones plays the trumpet. Okay, I did have a couple of drinks, but like he made me cry. Which was- wow, on the trumpet. <laughs> cr- yeah, well, he had a couple of really like I guess tender songs, not just like that, you know, crazy ones.、Right. And、uh, the first. The first more、uh, I guess gentle song he played, I was like, "Oh my god, it's kind of." I was like, "Don't cry." I was like, "Be cool, be cool." And then he played another like sort of emotional song a few songs later. Then I was like, "Oh great!" <laughs> I have to put my sunglasses on. So that was a very unexpected、um, thing to happen. So I guess I got into it. And then we also went to a punk show in Hamtramck, which I had pronounced Hamtramck because there's not a lot of vowels in there, but <laughs> sure. So that was pretty cool to see a different part. But see, so so my boyfriend went to school in Chicago for a year, and then decided to finish his schooling back in Detroit. So the funny thing with the driving slash walking tour, both in the suburbs and in, in Detroit proper,、um, was that at least every other thing that he said was, "Oh yeah, this is where I used to go to as an,、uh, that liquor store I used to go to as an underage teenager. I used to smoke cigarettes over there. I used to do. <laughs> I used to skate over there and get in trouble. It was hilarious. Like everything from his past." <laughs> Like basically, him being a delinquent teenager, a little delinquent, yeah, yeah, it was great. But the, I think he's so in shock because,、um, you know, he's, he's he's about my age, a couple years younger. But you know, there's all this new stuff in Detroit, which is you know, different people have different opinions about it. But it's at the、right. point now where it's not annoying. I did see this older woman wearing a T-shirt at the jazz festival that said "Don't Brooklyn my Detroit," and I was like, "Whoa,、mm-hmm. it's happening!" Like the resistance against like the hipsters and whatnot. But there's But、to me, it's like at the point where you can still see the new with the old, and I think from my boyfriend's perspective, he's like he's every time he'd pass by something that was near his school, he was like, "Ah,、oh, I got jet." He's like, "This is here now." Ah,、oh. or like this whole cool cast corridor that has like Jack White's、um, records label there, Third Man、mm-hmm. Records. He's like, I, a lot of the blocks he passed through too that are kind of nice now, or at least are cleaner, whatever. But he'd be like,、um, "This used to be full of junkies and whores. Like this used to be full of like." Blah blah blah.、Uh, so it's pretty crazy to hear to hear this, and you know how things have changed 
the and you could see it years. because Detroit has. I mean, you've never been there, but you've you've mm-hmm. heard a little bit about Detroit's recent you know issues and struggles and seen mm-hmm. photos. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Was, so you, we, you know, he had his mom's car, so we right. were still seeing a lot of the the areas that hadn't right. been the derelict areas or like the areas that are coming up. But it's like block by block, it can be so different. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it was fascinating to me. Um, it's a locals' perspective, place I'd never been to before. Jazz fest, punk show. Um, we had some Yemeni food in Dearborn. So apparently Deer- Dearborn, Michigan, it has a lot of middle, a huge Middle Eastern population. Huge, gigantic. Yeah, yes. I didn't realize. So, so yep. it's like the restaurants and the bakeries there are really well known. So I was like, oh, okay, yum. <laughs> so I had some food I hadn't had before. And then, okay, so there's this Detroit pizza. Is this a, th- okay, so I feel like it's not controversial, but some people are like, there's no such thing as Detroit pizza. And I'm like, yes, yeah. there is. Uh-huh. I first came upon it actually at Tony's in San Francisco. Tony's is a well-known pizza place in North Beach, okay. in the Italian area, and then they have this huge menu, and then it breaks down its offerings into all these regional, regional-specific pizzas, and a lot of them I'd never heard of. But one of them was Detroit style, and I was like, "Just do you know?" I've this never is? heard of this. Right. So we ordered it several months ago in San Francisco, and it was like a rectangular, kind of a deep dish, not quite Chicago style, but sort of a thicker crust. Um, square pizza. And then he was like, oh, you know, I kind of remember this from back home. And then when we were back home, his parents were like, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But um, he took us to this place called Jets Pizza, which I guess is typical. It's everywhere. And to me, I was like, oh, this is Detroit pizza. He was like, hmm. Again, it's like rectangular. It's like a fancier Pizza Hut crust, if you know what I mean. Well, so here's it's, the thing. In Michigan, mm-hmm. Domino's is, is located there. Uh, oh, is that so, like Somewhere near Ann Arbor. Yeah, like Domino's oh. is there. So I don't know what Detroit pizza is uh, necessarily. I, I, I've never even heard of Detroit mm. pizza. So I don't know either. You, you're, you're educating me. You're spreading lies. <laughs> this is me as the outsider being like, this is what you are. I'm telling you what you right. are. But know. if you go to this, this typical, it's like this this chain, Jets, okay. it's like a normal pizza place. What you get is like a rectangular thick crust pizza that's kind of like, yeah, like I said, fancier Pizza Hut. Like it's thick, but kind of fluffy and oily, but crunchy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, I wouldn't say it's like my new favorite pizza, but to me it was great because I was like, oh, this is like not normal for me. That's right. not what I had all the time. Right. So I loved it. So I, I say yes, there is a Detroit pizza. All right. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, fight dun. the fight. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, well, John, you went to school in Michigan. Um, yes. Did you ever go to Detroit when you were... Uh, next, we did, but not door? that much because we didn't really have a car. And you, yeah, know, you could go to Detroit sometimes to eat like Greek food. But yeah, I don't have much experience in Detroit. Uh, my friend does tell me he moved back there a couple years after college and he was there for a while. And he's like, you know, there's kind of an art scene coming up. There's like, mm. you know, there's, I mean, there is because, you know, um, there's, there is stuff coming up. I'm not familiar with it, but it sounds like you've got to explore some of the music scene, maybe some of the art scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time I was there, I've been trying to avoid Michigan forever. I don't need to go back, <laughs> but you know, it's like casinos were like coming up and that was a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. uh, legalized gambling was a big deal. Um, Oh yes. Yeah, but for the most part, I did. I've never really hung out that much in Detroit, so I'm not familiar with it at all. Um, mm. What else did you guys do while you were there? Uh, so I also went to the yeah. Speaking of arts, so the uh, Detroit Institute of Arts mm-hmm. is really cool. Uh, right. They had two cool exhibitions there. It's doable. Like you're not you're not overwhelmed by right. by going there. So I would recommend that if you like museums. Um, and what else? What else? Oh, so just the, some of the different areas which have changed a lot. Like like cast corridors where the I mentioned Jack White's. Um, Record stories, and then Corktown apparently is a really old district, and you can see that's kind of getting a hipster takeover, right? For better or worse, some cool, but really good coffee. It's, <laughs> I 
have to say uh what other so we were downtown a lot but we were by the river i did not go to the motown museum which is a, a little oh, bit further right. out mm-hmm. a lot of people told me to go i didn't have time but i, I heard it's really small because it is just like a house where a lot of jazz musicians used to hang out in. i think or the studio there it's just really small mm-hmm. but i suppose that could be for next time <laughs> so like I you think- would you would look forward to going back to detroit I actually would, and okay. I, I don't know if I would go by myself, just because, like, because I feel like I've done, I did a lot of uh, the major tourist things. You want a personal tie in order to go? I do, because there were still some things that uh, my boyfriend hadn't gotten to do yet either that were right. newer. So it was like, oh, okay, so we can do X, Y, Z. Like, if you feel like doing something, you know, different or new to you next time right. you're home. Um, so yeah, I would rec- would recommend for sure. Oh, and the funny thing is the suburb where his parents live um, really reminds me of the suburb where I went to college. And I guess I shouldn't be too surprised, but I was like, well, one's New England, one's Midwest, but this is like some of the exact same businesses, like same architecture, like same vibe, like Pleasantville. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is creepy. Yeah, I was like, creepy, but uh, okay, but very safe. It's funny, the police in Gross Point have these crazy ass like souped up suvs like i feel it's like riot level like riot gear and we're like, really what for i'm like i know i was like for like a jaywalking ticket or something like it's kind of insane but i was like well i guess there's money here <laughs> i didn't see any of the detroit police cruisers looking that as nice as that which i'm yeah. sure they need, need need it much more than gross point but anyway <laughs> that's some breaks um but yeah fascinating fascinating well. I loved it. Um, I'm glad you love Detroit. Uh, I will never go, hopefully, if I don't have to, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, should we end with some... Let me let me run through some quick... These are these are 20 California expressions that my friend sent me to vet, basically. Um, she had How been using... How huh? find this list? Uh, well, because she had been saying, like, Cali, Cali, Cali for, like, years and years. Uh, and I guess I'm uh, just like, uh, like, nobody says that. And I'm like, I should have checked you when I met you two years ago. <laughs> Thank Taiwanese. you. But I was like... I don't know why I didn't do that, but I should have just checked you. Nobody says fucking Cali. No, I I'm agree. Like, okay, yeah. So here's the list of things that uh, this is a list from Matador Network, and it's um, it's the twenty funniest California expressions and how to use them. Okay, okay. So we're gonna rip through All them right. real fast, and then we're gonna uh-huh. we're gonna farewell. So you tell me if these are things you know what they mean or things you would use or what they okay. are. Okay. Okay. Number one, the city. The San Francisco. Okay. How about the town? <laughs> what is that? I don't. The town. I don't know. No. Oakland. Okay. Or, wait, the ta- wait, what? Sorry. Like the, Oakland is called the town. I did not know this. You're okay. not from Oakland. Okay. I mean, the Golden State <laughs> Warriors not. actually have a new jersey that now says the town. So I, huh. I knew that, but here's the other one. As a one, sports ready? fan. Okay, go. The island. As in the tr- treasure island? No. It's As in Alameda. Alameda? What the fuck is that shit? That's the is worst. Is a Bay Area specific list? No, that's just number one. So that's the city. Okay, like, weird. We, we agree with that, right? Thumbs up. Yes, yes. Okay, number two. NorCal and SoCal. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Um, I think it's... I mean, you have to use it. I don't love it, but mm-hmm. it's necessary sometimes. Okay. So we give it a pass. Yeah. Uh, number three, June Gloom. No. We use that in San Diego. I don't think I've heard it anywhere else. Oh, because it's still foggy down there. Right. Is that what it is? I, I, I don't you know. you may have heard it once, right. but not up here. Not in San Francisco. Not that right. I know of. Um, number four, that's dank ass. <laughs> Specifically? <laughs> I mean, I know the word dank, but like, right. I've never, this is not a Californian to me, so. <laughs> dank ass. Okay. How about for you? <laughs> I'm going to say no, but yeah. 
Keep in mind, John and I have not lived here all the time. But like, well, still. I mean, you're from there. I'm from here. Like we're still from here, right? True. true. Uh, number five, <laughs> uh, the industry. Uh, L. A. Like Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, I guess so, right? I, I mean, guess this is me. Just, I'm reaching here, but this is I reach. Guess. That's a reach. Um, okay. Here's another one. Don't get so butthurt. I didn't know that was a California thing. Me neither. Me neither. I mean, okay. I, I know it, but okay. Uh, seven. Would you like a side of kale with that? Ha 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 ha. Got it. I get I th- it. I thought kale was more of a like like a like a New York thing. Really, it's just a general like city hip, new, nouveau hippie slash like white lady healthy right. person thing. So this is this list is getting quickly stupid. Is that correct? Yes, but he, okay, now yeah. but I'm like finish let's, it. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, number eight. <laughs> Dude, I just caught some epic waves. Uh, I guess that's so stereotypical. Epic? Do people say epic only in California? S- not only. Uh, no, not necessarily. You're right. Okay. Uh, let's go smoke some tree. I have never said that. Exactly. I don't know anyone who's ever said that. Thank okay. you. Can I bum a cigarette <laughs> off of you? That How is that California? Okay. Not, it's not. Okay. <laughs> 11 is true. That's hella whatever. Hella blank. Yes. I mean, I don't think people do that anymore, but it used to be a big deal, right? Um, can yeah. I have that animal style? Number 12. I get it. That's in and out specific. In, right. How about that's tight? That's, tight. <laughs> that's from like 1995, maybe. Yeah. Uh, is that Californian? That's tight. I mean, I did used to say that a lot. I mean, I said that wrong. I didn't say it, but it was becoming big when we were 12. Is it associated with California hip hop? No, I'm not sure. Not th- I don't think so. Uh, here's a couple that are pretty bad. Okay. Let me see that. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Let me see I that. A lazy know. way of saying, let me see that. Californians love to blend words together like no other. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Mm. 15. That's so shady. Everyone says that. <laughs> Everyone says so, that. So here's the thing. I'm really, you know, this goes with our, lot, our last podcast about memes and, and how you date them. Whoever wrote this list to mm-hmm. me is clearly not Californian. Nor and are also, they a current anything. You know, yeah, they're, I don't think they're young at all. Put it that way. I, I mean, we're exactly. not that young, but I think this person's like really out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to call out this writer, actually. Um, <laughs> I, I believe they're Asian. <laughs> oh, but the last no. five are this. I'll just rip them off. They're, they're not right. The okay. big one is earthquake. Let's bail. Nobody leaves. They say bail. The 405, the freeway, whatever. Uh, do you have a card? That's talking about pot. Nobody says that either, do they? Do you no. have a card? 20. No. I'm going to wear tennis shoes. I've never heard anybody say tennis shoes. Californians do not wear sneakers. They wear tennis shoes. This is not not yeah. good. Okay. This list is just awful. <laughs> we, um, we just read the list to hate on it. <laughs> uh, this this writer is from the Bay Area, and here's the thing. She's published many articles on this website. This could be our lane. Oh, man. Yeah. So just keep in mind. I hate to be a hater, but I have no idea who this person is. So I feel like our hating is... Um, Oh no, I, we don't care who this is. is. Like, I don't, I don't yeah, know we don't. Person. We don't care. No, I have yeah. no idea. Aww, Her entire, you know, sort of like discography of articles on the site is about things from California. You know, you're in California when twelve totally free things to do in California. You know, every, it's all California. Ten times you were raised her, in California in the nineties. That's her. That's her lane. Exactly. Like I we see. don't want to hate on her lane, but you're also going to have a new, different hoarding lane. Yes. I just want to tell you <laughs> what the level that it takes to get there is very low. <laughs> We can get that. And this is and this is the thing always when people are like, Oh, it's hard for a lot of industries, but then you're like, There's a lot of crappy ones out there too. There's a lot of crappy you, ones. But the key the mantra which I have not only starting to get to now is like the key is like you just have to produce. Just produce, produce, yeah. produce, no matter what. And uh yeah. That's dank. a lot of crappy that's people dank. who yeah. that's wait, that's dank ass, right? Dank ass, <laughs> sorry. That's dank ass. <laughs> That's tight, John. Okay. <laughs> That's tight. Yeah, I'd use that normally, actually. <laughs> um, wow. 
Do you what have any? Do you, do you have any recommends for the week? Actually, we're at fifty-five uh, minutes. Yeah, we're fifty-five. I think we're good. Okay, with we're saying good. Not we recommend not that list. <laughs> okay, let's not recommend this list. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> idea. We will not recommend using any of these phrases. Correct. Fantastic. Um, well, I guess we're good with episode nine. Thank you for coming. Um, we may look into some more a reformat for episode ten, but we'll see. We'll talk about that. Yes, we shall. Thank you so much for listening to the redo. It's been a pleasant time. <laughs> Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye.